What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 16 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined for his, his exciting return to the show, Mr. Stephen Radford, my very good friend. <laughs> Hello. 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 Welcome back. Well, thanks Steve. for having me back. It's it's lovely to be here. You know, you're you're our favorite guest on the show. Uh, 16 episodes strong. Thank you so yeah, much. I know. For your time. I know. <laughs> I think I did one without you as well once, just as like a guest host. Or maybe did that, that was just Nintendo noise. I no, don't. that was a Nintendo noise. I yeah. was going to say, I think I've only ever Different missed show. one show that we've ever done, and it was that the Game Boy episode of Nintendo noise, which broke my heart because you know I love the Game Boy. I do, yeah. We'll, we'll do another one. We can do a retrospective on Game Boy stuff. I've got tons of Game Boy games to get through in my box of treats that I showed off on Twitch last night. Oh, did you do that? Did you end up opening them up on Twitch? I haven't opened it all up on Twitch, but you know, Shenmue is just full of downtime because they in that first first game, there's no wait. The time has to physically pass in the real world for it to pass in the game. And so while we were That's waiting, insane. I was just pulling stuff out of the box and... And having a look at it. It's funny because I uh, I tuned in for the Shenmue stream on Wednesday, which uh, you should go check out. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Flipscreen Games every Wednesday. Steve's there streaming Shenmue. Um, and you and uh, Ray, Ray from the community uh, was there on the line with you hanging out. And <laughs> I, I tuned in for the first, I don't know, maybe five, <laughs> ten minutes of it while I was doing this work thing. I paused for a bit to go like eat lunch and I come back and you guys are just looking at pictures of some kind of pastry on Google image search. Yeah, we were looking at cakes. Olaf said, <laughs> Olaf was like uh, talking about, um, well, we were talking about the Netherlands and then Olaf was telling us about the cakes that they have in the Netherlands. It's a specific cake, Vlai or Vlai or something like that. And it's like this, this cake that's in the Discord, by the way, which you should go and check out. And um, then we just got walking down the Bake Off Alley. You know, we were just having a look at all these cream cakes and lovely things <laughs> that I want to try. So I had a good time. Speaking of which, uh, I know this isn't one more thing, but uh, I am only one episode behind on Bake Show now. So this week's one more thing. You, we'll, we'll be ready to talk. Good. Just in time for the grand final. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. But uh, speaking of which, um, you know, one more thing, of course, is our Patreon exclusive podcast. If you're not familiar, you can go check that out at any level. Um, but there's a lot of other cool perks you can get over by heading to the Patreon, like becoming one of our Patreon producers for the month of November. So let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by Andy Radford, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over there on patreon.com slash games. Y'all are the best. You're the realest of the real, and we appreciate your support. Thank you so much for helping us keep these mics on. Uh, and there's a bunch of other cool little perks you can get over there, including the archive of all of our Twitch. So if you missed that Shenmue stream, if you want to catch the very first Shenmue stream, it's all the way back in there. You can go through the way back, catch them all over there. Uh, but we'll also have the archive of this week's stream. Where, or no, by the time you're listening to this, it's last week's stream. I still don't get that right, do I? I played Halo Infinite with the community. That's that's the lead I'm bearing. But you haven't here. actually played it yet. That's the thing. That's where your That'll brain can yeah. yeah, it's like tonight I'm doing it, but by the time you're listening to this, it's already in the past. So yeah. 
Time's weird. But anyway, I played Halo Infinite with the community. I We're going to talk all about that in the what we're playing section, but uh, I am I am loving my time with Halo Infinite. So um, if you want to go check out uh, the VOD of that or come and play with me the next time we go live or, you know, with Steve, uh, if he makes it to the next one, um, make sure you head over there, flipscreen, uh, twitch.tv slash games, And of course, uh, you can join our Discord and... We always have up a notification whenever we're going to go live. We have like a whole event scheduled and everything like that. So if you're not one for remembering things or keeping up with stuff, hey, head over to the Discord. And you know what? While you're there, right into the show. That's one of the many ways you can do that. If you head over to flipscreen.games, our website, we've got links to everywhere we are on the web, all the ways you can write into our show and be a part of the conversation. That, of course, is the Discord. We've got questions at flipscreen.games, our email address if you're an old, or you could go follow us on social media and get our weekly thread where we tweet out and ask uh, your thoughts on our our talking point for the week, as we like to call these main topics, uh, which this week will be all about the Game Awards. The Game Awards uh, nominees have dropped. We're going to talk about what we think about them, what we think about the show in general, and uh, maybe make a couple of predictions about who's going to win. So I know how much you folks love when we bet. Uh, so let's let's see how this one turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so out of character for us to be competitive, Pete. I, I don't know, know what people right? are going to think. I don't know. But you know what? Uh I, I feel like with an event like the Game Awards, you've got to bring your A games. So, you know, we're just going to have to do it. We have to do it for the kids. You know, we'll do it for the folks. It's what we got to do. But uh, speaking of things I got to do this week, it's it's just play Halo Infinite. It is. I have played so much Halo Infinite. I finished Guardians of the Galaxy and had that weird, you know, like when you finish a game and then you're just like, Oh, my life feels empty and sad because I don't I don't have that next game to pick up. And it's like, do I go back to a game I'm in progress on? Do I pick up something new? And I just wasn't quite in the mood for anything. And then Xbox just comes out of nowhere and they're like, hey, you know what? Halo. It's up. It's up. It's it's early. And obviously the rumor had been out that that was going to happen. But, uh, you know. Yeah, Who thought that was it was happen? it was leaked by Pringles. They had the timer on their website counting down to the the day it released. Yeah, and it's like, what are you doing, Pringles? Come on, they messed it up. But I know for me, I wasn't I wasn't sold that it was real. So it still felt like a treat when it came open early, and I've played at least an hour, usually more, every night since it dropped. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're having a good time with that. Like I, I said before when we spoke about the the test flights, they were uh, they were amazing. I had such a good time with it and I'm I'm excited to get in and dig a little deeper into what's here. I know they've got the battle pass system up and running and I've seen some kind of controversy about it and they've they've made some changes or they're gonna roll out some changes. Did you pick up the battle pass? How are you finding the whole system? Yeah, so I picked it up um day one i the first day that it launched i think we had we had talked about playing it together but i think like timing didn't quite line up and i ended up playing it um with some of the members of the community with zade and doc and um you know we played for a couple hours and i was like yeah i really love this i'm gonna buy the battle pass the season is actually it's six months which is really long and the battle pass is like it's 10 bucks so i felt like that wasn't a big ask especially for a game that's free um, and I'm not spending any money on um, and won't spend any money on thanks to Game Pass. 
Um, so this the, is this is free to play for everyone, right? Um, right. I was gonna say obviously the multiplayer yeah. is free to play, but I won't spend any money on Halo. So the idea that I'm gonna drop ten bucks on it felt like yeah, that's that's fine. I don't mind investing that, making that investment, especially if I think I'm gonna play the game as much as I think I will. Um, so I did that, and you know I think. I think the changes that they've decided to make are good ones because I didn't necessarily feel like it was I didn't think it was too punishing but considering how much I've played and how little I've unlocked it doesn't feel great and the fact that they've made one of the reoccurring dailies now is to just play matches and you'll at least get you know, 50 experience doing that. They've kind of made some of them more general, it seems. So it's less about like, use this weapon in this specific way. And like, it it feels more like they're trying to tailor it to, you can play how you want to play and you're not going to be limited by your skill level or, you know, if you're not interested in doing, you know, this specific mode or using this gun. Like, it, it seems like they're trying to like, listen to that feedback and kind of make it a little bit more, you can play how you want to play and you'll always be progressing to some level, you know? Um, so, you know, it, it's probably not the best season pass I've seen out the gate, but the fact that we're not even a week in, or what, maybe we're exactly a week in now. I, I forget the day that it dropped. Dropped on but, Monday. So we're on Thursday as of recording. Yeah, so, so it's been four days. Four and days not really in. even four full days. It's like three days. So technically three, and they already have responded to people's feedback and been like, hey, we hear what you're saying. We've we've made these changes. We're putting them live in the game as of today. Um, I think that bodes well for the future of Halo Infinite in terms of like their ability to listen to what the community's saying and react quickly and be like, oh, okay, cool. Like we've heard that you feel like this isn't it's not satisfying, it's not hitting the right mark. You don't like the way that it's forcing you to play to unlock things. Cool. We we hear you. We've we've adjusted. Let us know what you think. That feels like a good rhythm, right? Like that they were so quick and that like it feels like those lines of communication are open. Um, that's I think that's a good place to be for you know a game that I think is going to live and die in the public you know lexicon based on how good the multiplayer is. You know, um, and by all accounts, right? Like we loved it. I know you loved it when we did the test flights and stuff. Um, I like I said, I played it every single night. I can't get enough of it. And I feel like I feel like um you see the interest in it. Like I know that it had um higher uh peak concurrent players than the Master Chief collection has ever had right away. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen anybody complain about it or give negative you know, like the obviously no game is perfect and there's always things to critique. But, like, it's been like, oh, the progression of the battle pass doesn't feel great. Not the game doesn't feel great. Or, oh, this map sucks or whatever. Like, it's it seems like, by and large, folks are are down for what Halo Infinite is trying to sell. Um, so, it feels like it's in a really strong place to kind of be the kind of the comeback, I think, that Halo has needed for a long time. Yeah, I, I I agree. When I played it before, it was it was fantastic. It was so solid. It was smooth. It was awesome. And the fact that this is cross-platform, cross-generation, and also just available in the cloud. I know Olaf in Discord was saying that he's played it on his iPad all week, hasn't played it on his console at all, and it's worked flawlessly. That's like, why. No issue whatsoever. Uh, and the fact that you can do that is 
in, insane. I am curious though, and I'm and I think I probably know the answer is yes. But my main issue I had with those test flights is it funneled you into specific modes. It was like they were on rotation, and you never got any say in what you were playing. Is the menu a little bit more open now that yep. the actual games drop, and you can just pick and choose what you want to play? Uh, so you can to a degree. You can. Choose if you want to do like standard 4v4s or big team battle or bot match. And I think there's maybe one other option that is escaping me right now. But um, all those are there and they're accessible at any time in any order. But you're not really able to control what kind of uh, match that you're playing. That was the problem I had. I kept getting put into capture the flag and I hated it. Unless you do a custom game, which are available now. So Oh, awesome. Okay. So you do have the ability to get around it, but if you're just like normal queuing, you're going to play whatever it puts you in, you know, and that's kind of just how it's always worked. I think that's how matchmaking in pretty much every shooter works, right? That has game modes. Sometimes you get to vote between two or something like that, but yeah, not so much. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, if that came later. That was a feature in previous Halos where it would be like, do you want to go on this map and play Slayer or do you want to go on this map and play Capture the Flag? And then everybody in the lobby would vote. Um, that's how it oh, was like, like on like on Mario Kart. Halo three. Yeah, like in yeah. Mario Kart, you I want to play Rainbow Road for the millionth time, and it's like, who the fuck keeps picking Rainbow Road? <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the way it was in Halo three, if not Reach. Um, but been a while since I played online in those, so um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, I I am I'm really impressed. I really feel like they've nailed it. With Halo Infinite, I feel like it's everything it needs to be. And if the campaign is good, I feel like Halo's back. Mm-hmm. Just straight up and down. Um, and I don't know. It's not that I didn't think it would happen or that I didn't think it could happen, but I wondered if it would. You know, it didn't feel like a foregone conclusion that it was going to come out and be good. Um, and the fact that it really is that solid and that I, I really don't have any complaints and I'm just excited to spend more time with it. Uh, is great and I mean like how many multiplayer games come out and then like servers are just trash the first week and like most the of day, them I mean you the, just you have to just look at Battlefield 2042 that that came out in early access this weekend and and it was like nobody could get on it was it was queued up and I think I, I tweeted out the when it was coming up and I was just like, yeah, the weekend's about to get a whole lot worse with Halo drops to, drops today. And it actually did drop. I feel so bad for, for Battlefield because this is kind of eating their lunch a little bit by the sounds of it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like Battlefield is going to be a big success this time around. Um, but you never know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, I feel like a lot of these the the annual shooters or whatever right like i wonder how disruptive halo is gonna be because halo is like a game everyone's talking about i think it's gonna be a game of the year contender especially because it came out early enough now that people can review the multiplayer um i don't know like i feel like some of those other games might look a little stale in comparison Mm-hmm. I guess I guess if you're on PlayStation though, Halo's not an option to you. So maybe yeah, that's where the success for those games comes from. Yeah, unless you go by Call of Duty. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's not a great. It's not a great place to be for Battlefield right now. Is like the perpetual like, oh, we're usually number two. Sometimes we're number one. <laughs> now it's like mm, now you're gonna be like number three, and Halo's free. Yeah, and Call of Duty has a free mode. Ugh. 
You know, it's like, yeah. oh, shit, that's not that's not a good look for them right now, you know? Um, but what are you going to do? You know? It is what it is. Um, I did want to... Uh, I mean, I guess before before I bring this up, do you have any other questions for me about Halo and where it's at right now? No, not, not really. I mean, I would have played some, but I tried to get on that first night it, it, it dropped and I just could not get it and I queued for matches for a good like 10 minutes and I was just like now nah, I'm done with this and, and left so uh, it sounds like they beefed up their servers a little bit after that which is good even that evening like a few hours after you were trying I was on and didn't wait longer than 30 seconds to get into a game oh that's awesome yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pleased here I'm, I plan on I plan on checking it out Um, so hopefully we can play some over the weekend maybe yeah, yeah, hit me up. I am a hundred percent down. Um, I'm, I'm, pl- I've been playing this game every fucking night. I was playing with my friend Tyler and a friend of his last night for like two and a half hours, I think. Um, just, just grinding it out, you know. Tyler, yeah. one of our Patreon supporters. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I really hope you folks like hearing about Halo because I'm, uh, I gotta say, we we were like talking. I think it was on one more thing when we did that little like. Oh, like Game of the Year is getting pretty close when you're talking about that. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to get to another game this year. I, uh, I well, think you have I, to, considering Pokemon's out, and you need to talk about that on Pokemon on the I can get away with, because like, I can play that as like, a, I'm, I'm in bed, I'm whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like I can chip away at that a little bit, you know, but like, Another like big triple A that takes the TV up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I really wanted to. I like I got Hitman right here, burning a hole in my pocket. But I'm like, but Halo Fucking though, it's so it in. good, dude. It's Halo though. It's so good. Oh, oh. You gotta I mean, carve some time out, and you need to go back and finish Deathloop, and we'll get I to know. it later on. But you know, there's some. There's some pretty big critics of the ending of that game, and I really want to know how you feel about it when you get there. Yeah, I know, and like I need to finish it. I love that game. I had so much fun. I mean, I put, I don't even know, I think 10, 15 hours. So I'm most of the way through it, you know? Like, it, I just got to sit down and kind of get through that last that last chunk. Um, but yeah, I do want to finish it and see if I have as visceral a reaction, because, like, I don't know that I will. Like, cause it's like, I like so many yeah, of the things you, I, we had the same conversation. Do you remember about 12 minutes? And it was like, I don't oh, know yeah, what everyone's yeah. on about, you know, everyone's, so, I, I love this game and everyone's talking about how much the ending sucks. And I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of the same. And then it turned and I was like, oh yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, obviously that happened with 12 minutes, but it's like Deathloop is like a game. I didn't really like the story wasn't as much of the thing for me as much as just like the gameplay and like the puzzle of the time loop. So like if the resolution of getting out of the time looper or not, or whatever the fuck it is, obviously I don't know yet um, is bad. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, like, yeah, like the ending of mass effect three sucks, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the 150 hours I spent with it before that. You know what I mean? I feel like a bad ending in a video game does not matter as much if it's not like 12 minutes is a game about the story. At least yeah, it was the for whole me. thing is the story is coming to a point and you're like trying to untangle. All yeah. This and you're mess. like, oh, oh. And then you're like, oh, 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 Ugh. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, uh, how much is that going to bother me? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I will definitely finish that one. But that's I think my problem is that like 
that might be the rest of the time I have to offer. Yeah, but that, you well, then you're going to get Psychonauts 2 in. You're going to get Hitman <laughs> 3 in. It's not happening. It's not <laughs> happening. I don't think I'm getting either of those games. I'll tell you what. They're both downloaded on my Xbox, and I'm like, mm. but Halo's yeah. right there. It's right there. It, it's, the, it's the perpetual struggle of too many games. Too much choice. Especially when you get into a multiplayer game. Like, that, nothing decimates my backlog's chance of getting played more than when I'm like, oh, I really like this multiplayer game. And this game. is the second time this year, Pete. First I Pokemon, know. now Halo. You know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I, you know what, Steve? I, let's just, before we start pointing fingers, how many games did you finish this year? Cause I, finished, I finished, I know. I finished, like, <laughs> I, I think when I did that thread in September, I had finished 13, and I finished, like, three or four games since then. I'm closing in on 20 games done and dusted <laughs> this year. I don't think you even finished one. Yeah, I finished one. I finished 12 minutes. It was, uh, it was Oh, fantastic. great. You finished 12 yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in, all, in all seriousness, no. I, like I always say, if you're, if you're not enjoying your time with the game, just... Put it aside and spend your time with something you are enjoying. If you're enjoying yeah, Halo, then that's where you should spend your time. What about... Oh, okay. I thought you were using that as a defense for yourself. And I was like, what about the games that you did enjoy that you just don't finish? Oh, yeah. No. The, <laughs> the problem is that like, you fall off it, especially when you want to talk about it, right? Because you picked up Halo because you wanted to talk about it on the show. You yep. maybe would have said, maybe would have let it wait for a couple of weeks. And now you're in with Halo. The same thing happened with me and Forza. And I would have finished... Um, uh, disco, but it's buggy as fuck, and I'm not dealing with that shit. No, that's that's not on you. I'm not blaming you for that one. Um, I definitely think I would have done that with Pokemon. Like, if if it wasn't for the show, I don't think I would go out of my way to grab it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not super in the mood for a JRPG, and I have that Enshin Megami Tensei that Sade's waiting to send me my collector's edition. <laughs> so it's like I've got, I've got. Big ass JRPGs ready to burn a hole in my life too. So I don't, you know. I think I think that I'm going to have to render opinions on some games that I am not going to finish or accept yes. that I cannot render yeah. an opinion on them, which is going to be frustrating. But can't play it all. It is what it is, you know. Um, but I will say, um, I think Halo's got a real good chance of being in my top five for the year. Wow. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. And you haven't even played the campaign yet. I don't even think I need to. <laughs> frankly, <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's like ah. that's not that's not really the meat and potatoes of the game, is it? That's the garnish. At no, this point. yeah, and it's like uh, especially at this point, like I, I, uh, I don't think there's been a Halo aside from the original where the campaign was the meat of the experience for me. Like I played the campaign of Halo Two, Three, Reach, and ODST. And I don't really remember any of them except for one and two. Um, I don't quite remember what happens in three or reach or whatever. And the fact that there's like two plus other games that have added lore to the and I'm like, I don't know any of it. So I don't you know, I have no (laughs) fucking idea. Like I'm going to go into this probably very confused and be like, okay, uh, well, we'll see if it grabs me. I, I would hope that they know a lot of people are in the same position because I'm in the same position and I would imagine that tons of other people are that are going to pick the game up just because it's on Game Pass and it's Halo. 
So I, I would hope that they'll do yeah. some kind of recap or something. Because think about Metroid Fusion. I wasn't really that confused about it. They had that little opening intro bit, and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I had some questions, but that game was also like up for me. less story-centric, though, than Halo, which is very much a, like, there's a lot of cutscenes and dialogue and I characters. never, ever cared about the story, though. For me, yeah. it was always, oh, I'm shooting monsters, and this feels really fun, and oh, yep. they've got cool guns, and I can, oh, and I can pick up a sword now, and there's a shield I can use. This is awesome. That's yeah. what it was all about for me. I think that's yeah. what it's about for a lot of people, which is why the multiplayer is so compelling. I definitely hear you on that one. Um, I think I, I would generally agree with that as well. So we'll see. I mean, I, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll be surprised and it w- really will grab me because obviously it's supposed to be pretty different. But if it doesn't, I really don't think that'll matter that much. Um, so I did want to just uh, briefly use this as an opportunity to touch on some of the other Xbox 20th anniversary stuff that came out around this. Was, there was that big event. You know, uh, Phil Spencer's been doing interviews all week. I have a little thing to show uh, the folks. So why don't you talk through some of these updates quickly, Steve, and then I will. Okay. I will so, open this this package that I have from, from yeah, you. I will have to I will have to uh, give commentary for the audio listeners as to when it comes out of that box. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. newegg.com. So in the meantime, not a in sponsor. In the meantime, in the meantime, uh, there was tons of stuff that was announced outside of, of Halo. We got a new Halo TV series. Well, finally, so finally saw what, what it's going to be in a streaming in 2022. After 20 uh, years in development? Uh, seemingly, like, yeah. Like, really, though? Because you remember when that, that was like a thing they announced around like... I feel like during the Xbox 360 era, maybe it was the very beginning of the Xbox One. I think it was Xbox Spielberg One. Steven Spielberg was the... supposed to work on it and yeah. shit. And... It was during the TV, 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 TV era of the Xbox. Yeah. So it would have been uh, pre Xbox One, but like not by much. Mm-hmm. So now it's finally happening, and uh, I'll probably check it out, depending on where it's streaming. I hope it's coming to Netflix. This will be how I can learn what happened in Halo. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's a totally different story. Uh, and then we got 70 new backwards compatible games. So Xbox, original Xbox and Xbox 360 games. And they've said this is now the final, final, final batch, which they've said the last three times. But this is actually now the final batch. It's like when you name a file for work and it's just like final, final, final. And then like, actually, this is the final one. And... Um, this is apparently because it's due to licensing and te- or technical issues. So this is it. I'm very devastated, Pete, because some of my favorite games on on there. I'm curious if there's one backwards compatible game that you remember that you can play. Because mine is Simpsons Hit and Run. And I can play. I even put the disc in to double check after I looked on the list and it wasn't there. And I was like, I'm going to put the disc in. And it's like, this game cannot be played. And I'm like, no, I really wanted to run around and drive in the pink Simpsons car. That's a shame. That must have been because of licensing. Yeah, it's got to um, be. I don't know what games are not on it. What, like, you, what, what games like do you remember fondly from that era, though? Because like, mo- most of them are on there. Of the original Xbox? Original Xbox or 360 that you would want to play? I think it's like so many of them are games that I'm sure are there, right? Like when I think back on the 360, um, some of my my highlights are the Mass Effect trilogy, the Dragon Age games, like Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed 2 and like that trilogy. I didn't like the original or the, or the ones that came after, but the Ezio trilogy I liked a lot at that time. 
uh, Bioshock one and two, um, and you know, Infinite uh, or not two, I guess Bioshock and Infinite. I never really engaged with two. Um, but I'm trying to think like what are some other like more deep cuts? I mean, from the original Xbox, like Fable, one of my favorites. But obviously, that's an Xbox Studios game, so that's on there. You know, and it's, um, and it's currently being like redone. You know, by yeah. Playground Games. Yeah. God, I can't. I cannot fucking yeah. wait for that game. You tell, I'll tell you what. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really feel like there's that many that I can think of that wouldn't be there. You know. There, well, there were quite a few on this list that came out at the twentieth anniversary that I was surprised weren't on there. So the Fear games, you remember those? Fear, Fear Two. Yeah. All of those, they weren't in there. They're now there. You can play those. You can play Avatar: The Last Airbender now. That's now available. That to, terrible to play. game. That terrible game. Beautiful Katamari. So finally, I can play another Katamari game. Beautiful. Uh, I like that a lot. All of the Dead or Alive games, which is strange considering they were Xbox Studio games anyway. They were Microsoft games. Uh, Max Payne wasn't on there. Manhunt wasn't on there. Red Dead Revolver wasn't on there. Ridge Racer Six. Time and those splitters. all came now. You're saying. Yeah, all of these are now there. They were they were all missing. And I can imagine that some of this was due to licensing stuff. All of the Star Wars games, the Lego games, they're now all there. So they probably were easy, considerably easy to port over, considering they've done um, some really in-depth games. And now all of these are here, probably because of licensing. Like SpongeBob is here. And then, did you see they ported over Skate 2? They made Skate 2 backwards compatible. And then a day later, EA was like, we're closing down the servers for Skate 2. So no one's going to be able to play online. And it's like, are you fucking God joking, EA? That sucks. Like, thanks a bunch. All right, do you want to see what you want to see my thing now? Yeah, of course I do. <gasps> it is the oh. Xbox. 20th anniversary controller it just showed up today i am opening it up Perfect here for the timing. first time right on the show right i get to play <laughs> i'm going to use it tonight to play xbox and look at this look at this look at this so i love this it emulates the opening of the oh, of the console like the series x of, yeah. it's got the, the like weird little the, thing and it's like the, laying yeah. here all it's that wow. packaging is so good it's like so, so good, good. I'm going to save yeah. this box because it's so cool. <laughs> oh, I save all my boxes for, for things like that. I, I love it. Um, so but yeah, it's, let's, it's that translucent black, right? Like, yeah, I was going to uh, say, let's like take a, a look at the controller. controller. So it is translucent black. You can see down here, it's got the 20th anniversary logo. So good. Kind of hard to see on my camera. But uh, I love this bit with the green, the green X for the button, the Xbox button. Uh, it's got... A green grip on the back, that classic Xbox green. Is um, that rubbery? It, it's rubber. Yeah. Oh. It's like ribbed. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, it it feels great. It feels really good in my hands. I'm so glad I picked this up. I'm very jealous. Very very jealous. I Still just can't sale? justify having. I can't justify having any more any more controllers. I've got the like uh, the Minecraft one that I use from this the is, Xbox One. This is now my third... Well, if you're counting Xbox One, this is my fourth Xbox controller because I have a Design Labs um, that I used on my... That was my PC controller uh, back in the day. Um, and then I have the blue one that they put out with the new Xbox at launch. And yeah, then I have the, nice. And then I have the, the standard black. 
So um, this will probably be my main controller now, though. Even though I love that blue one, this this thing is sick. Yeah, I would love a Design Labs one. Um, it's just I always go to get one, and I'm like, I don't need another controller. I should wait until one breaks. But or, Xbox controllers never seem to break. They don't. You just treat yourself. Just treat yourself. Just get one. Maybe, I'm gonna get maybe a Design a, Labs one day. Maybe it'll be a birthday present to myself this year. That'd be good. That'd be nice. Um. So yeah, uh, there was a there's like a lot of other stuff that Phil has talked about. I mean, we could probably do a whole episode about Xbox, frankly. I just wanted to do a whole episode talking about how much I love Phil. Just like a love letter. I Phil know <laughs> how how awesome Phil Spencer is because he's been <laughs> he's he says all the right things. I'll tell you what he know he knows how to uh, pander to his audience. Um, I, I really do appreciate that guy. Uh, but he had a little bit about uh, Game Pass viability that I know I thought was interesting because obviously we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he very much uh, says that it's already viable and we're already on the path to viability and everything. So, Yeah, he was shooting down the critics who were just like, yeah. you're just spending money. It's never going to be profitable. And he was basically talking about how that's just not the case. And he's, he yeah. knows he's like, I know the numbers and it's not the case. And he was, uh, and he he was like speaking to. I can't remember who did the interview, but I'll put a link in the description and in the show notes. Wasn't that Steven uh, Totillo? I think it may have been Steven Steven Totillo, Axios Gaming. Axios. And um, uh, he was like making the assumption that Steven knew the numbers. He was like, I guess you don't know the numbers, but uh, I do, and they're like really really good. So um, I'm absolutely happy with where we are, and it's definitely a viable business. So there's that, I guess, but. I'm 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 interested that ho- I'm hoping one day they just come out and publicly say we're doing really well. These are the figures. These are the yeah. actual numbers. Un- uh, until they do that, I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, um, me too. Because I- I've said all I-, I I really like Phil Spencer. I think that he's a straight shooter for the most part. Um, but of course he's going to say that, right? Like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. the like he he this is his baby. Is is the Game Pass era of Xbox? So. Um, obviously yeah. he believes in what they're doing and obviously he sees it as the path to the future. Um, and I'm, you know, I, he's smarter guy than me. Um, I, I bet you he's right. Uh, but I also feel if it was already in a point where it was profitable, that they'd be really banging their chest about how profitable it was. And yeah, the fact that they haven't done that makes me think I'm sure it's not, uh, like hemorrhaging money or anything like that, but I wonder what the, what the numbers really look like mm-hmm. and you've got to wonder when i'm sure there are some people that play that are profitable i bet it's very much like mobile games where there's some people who are like whales who subscribe and probably in this case don't play anything and they're just giving you money and never actually playing anything so they don't have to pay out in terms of playtime. Yeah. and there's probably some people like us and our audience who just play all the time and rinse Game Pass for everything it's worth. Uh, but speaking of Game Pass, there were a couple of other things from from Game Pass. So the cloud gaming's now rolled out to every Series X console, but it's also rolled out to Xbox One console, so you can play next gen games yep. on your on your uh, Xbox Ones. And did you see the changes they made to uh, Game Pass on PC, where now it behaves like Steam, and you can install it in whatever directory you want, which means you can install mods, and you can totally modify any Game Pass game now. Wow, no, that's awesome. I did not see that. That's really cool. Yeah. That's great. So they're making making strides and listening to people, seemingly, because I know that was one of the biggest... uh, biggest points of issue for pc gamers was we can't use mods and that's a, a large 
percentage of PC gamers want to do that, and and rightly so. Yeah, it's a big part of the appeal of the platform, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So before we get into the Game Awards of it all, uh, I know you had some more experience this week with Forza Horizon 5. Uh, yes. Let's talk about it. I, I love this game so much. So like Halo for you, this has been kind of my nightly game. I will play an hour or two before bed. I've got wrapped up so much in the in the festival playlist, which I guess is similar to like a battle pass. They've been in there since Horizon 4, where you get daily challenges and weekly challenges. And if you do them and you unlock things, you get points. You can spend those points either in the Forts of Thon shop, which is now finally open and changes every every day with That's new a items. Terrible name. It the is for- a terrible Forts-a-thon? name. Fortsathon. <laughs> Fortsathon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or yeah, and you get points and you just unlock like new cars and things that you can you can keep, uh, which is which is great. And so that's completely free. It's with the, included with the game. You haven't got to buy like a, a monthly season pass or whatever or battle pass that kind of thing which is awesome so i've kind of got wrapped up in that and completely forgot that i was meant to be racing but so i've progressed quite far into the game without actually having done many races because there's so many challenges and things you can do around the map anyway like the speed cameras and the danger uh, signs and all of that stuff is really fun uh and wakahula one of our uh, patreon producers has set up a, a flip screen games club in the in the game so you can if you search for the t- if you just search for flip screen games or head over to the discord and you'll see the details in the uh the xbox channel over there you can join the the for uh the forza horizon club and um the official help us get up yeah flip screen forza horizon. <laughs> <laughs> and help us get up the the leaderboard we need to we need to beat beat our friends i know the cross players have got a. Uh, their own club going and we need to make sure we try and oh we gotta them. beat them we yeah. gotta beat them gang let's go <laughs> you can't make wakahula do all this work by himself let's go <laughs> i know some of you are uh some of you are out there ready to race so yeah go do it so, up. I, i've played a bunch more of this and i think it's very firmly on my game of the year list now i think this probably comes into the top three at this point. I just don't, I'm not 100% sure where it is, is yet. It's a very, very good game, and I would recommend anyone check it out. I still need to manage to convince Pete to play a racing game, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Definitely not this fall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when they bring the Lego update uh, around. Yeah, you would be there for the Lego cars. I was interested in that, for sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I never, never quite, never quite got into it. But uh, hey, with the power oh, of Game Pass, fine. it's free, right? So I could, yeah. I could. All right, so let's jump into our talking point. Uh, as we said at the top, the Game Award nominees were announced this week, and uh, you know what's funny? Um, I feel like this is the most negativity I've ever seen around a list of nominees for the really? Game Awards. I really do. Um, I feel like there's always that. There's always the folks who are like, why didn't this get nominated? This should have been nominated. Why <laughs> was this nominated? I feel like that always happens to some degree, right? With any award show. That's not unique to People the game People want, want their game or movie or TV show or whatever represented, and they want to yes. feel like it's getting the recognition that they give that game, and I understand that. Totally, totally, and that's what I mean. That's, like, normal. That's, like, par for the course, but I feel like this year I've seen an increased level of negativity where people are just like, who cares? Game Awards don't matter. Fuck the Game Awards. You know, whatever. Fuck Jeff Key. And it's like, oh, man, yeah, like, 
folks are folks folks feel fired up about it this year. Um, which I don't know, maybe that's just always been the case, and I'm seeing a little more of it this year. But I don't know, it it caught me off guard a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, I, I've I've seen quite a lot of that. People used to call it just like a big ad show and things like that. So I've seen a lot of the negativity towards it. My only issue with it is that it's, it's being done in person, and I have concerns about that. But that's another matter. Yeah, I mean, with with a an event of this size, like obviously there there are going to be concerns. But I mean, like I'd argue, you and I have both gone to live music events that yeah. probably had a similar number of attendees. So if you require vaccinations and everything it's probably no more dangerous than going to see mm-hmm. you know a concert or you know a performance yeah to some, of some extent kind. but i mean you've only just lifted the ban on any country coming into yours and like most of these people wouldn't have been able to attend unless that ban was lifted very yeah. very recently i think it was like the last it was like the last two weeks right right um so, I have a feeling a lot of international people will probably still not travel. Still phone in. I can imagine yeah. that will be the case, yeah. Because I don't so know be- what the restrictions are going to be like going back to their country, right? Because, yeah, right. they can, might be able to come to America, but when they get back home, are they going to be able to get back in if they've got a quarantine? Is that so worth it for one night when yeah. you could just Skype call in or whatever? Skype. That sounds old. Zoom. Zoom. It's Zoom these days. Yeah, Zoom. <laughs> Um, so before we get into like the specific announcements or, or any of that kind of stuff, I guess I just wanted to talk like with you a little bit about what are, what is your feeling on the the TGAs? Because I I've always kind of felt like I don't understand the extremes of either. In, I don't understand having an extreme opinion about it when people are just like, oh, it's just it's just commercials and everything. It's like right. So is every E three presentation, and we get excited about those. Not really any different. Yes, but do you know what the, <laughs> I think the difference is? Is E three is not presented as an awards show. It kind sure. of feels like the awards are secondary half the time, and like this is meant to be a celebration of the developers and all of their hard work. And this is the night that they get the recognition for it. And sometimes, you know, Jeff will just rattle off like three awards. He'll be like, "And we're going to do these three awards, and blah de blah de blah one, and such and such one, and this person one." And I'm just like, they don't even get to give an acceptance speech, or we don't even get to see them. And I, like, hate that happened to Hades last year. It was like the winner of the best indie game, and you, we never once saw Super Giant uh, come up yeah. there and and accept it or give an acceptance speech. And I was just like, that doesn't feel right. It does not sit right. Yeah, I know we were we were pretty critical of that last year of it feeling worse than it had even in previous years. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see what that looks like this time around. Um, I like to think that in person, it's probably going to be less of that, and we'll have them come up on stage and they'll get to accept an award in person. Because when it's virtual, I guess. I mean, I guess we don't know behind the scenes. Maybe they, maybe they didn't even, want to. Yeah, they might yeah. not have been on the, on call to accept the awards. You know, you, yeah. you have no idea. So there's. Uh, but other than that, I get excited about it. I do like seeing it. I do get hyped up. I do. You know, it's silly, and I know it's just one award, and there's tons of them. Uh, like obviously, every publication has their own game award. There's the BAFTAs, which possibly mean more in this country than they do anywhere else, but. I kind of help hold those at higher esteem than the game awards, but I get excited about the game awards and, and seeing everyone together and watching all of these trailers for games that are going to come out and stuff and, and predicting what might be announced and getting excited and staying up stupidly yeah. late. Cause it's on until like 4am in sure. UK time. 
Yeah, I I would say I generally agree with you. Where like I I find it to be a fun event that feels like it's worth um tuning into. You know, like I I definitely you know um I I think the stuff that bothers me more than the commercials is and we I know we talked about this last year is like the like kind of like needless celebrity cameos and like you know weird gimmicky shit like oh like you know green day is here to play or whatever and it's like i don't need that at all i don't need a musical act i don't need to watch japanese breakfast perform like i don't you know like nothing against yeah i know what you mean it's it's always someone that's that's so unrelated to the industry why not get someone who's respected within the industry to give this game of the year award why have we got to have a movie star or something to, yeah. to do it uh it's it's kind of how I, I often feel when, um, you know, they they get like a token person onto like a talk show. You know, you get like someone who who's like from YouTube on a talk show or whatever, who's then become like a, a movie star. I'm thinking like a, a Bo Burnham or something. And like they just don't understand and they don't really want to get get to understand him or anything like it. It's like the. The celebrity's just been told you're gonna go. You're gonna go read this. You've probably never played any of these games or know any of whatever this is. But you, we just need you to do this. Just read the card, and I just it always comes across so false. Yeah, and I mean, like, even when it doesn't, it just doesn't. I don't feel like it adds anything. Like there have been celebrities who come out who are like, oh yeah, like I, I remember. I think it was at the Game Awards a couple years ago when they gave that a word to Kojima and I feel like it was like Jonah Hill came out and like read it and it's like nothing against Jonah Hill I'm sure he likes Metal Gear fine but it's like whatever like why do That's I need weird. him no, I, yeah why you know not I mean? just get like, Jeff to do it like your good friend Jeff Keeley why not just have Jeff give him the award yeah I don't know it, it just feels odd to me you know and like those because like the thing that I can kind of reason to myself about like the commercials is like well the commercials pay for the event right fair enough the other stuff What's the yeah, point? I know. Some of them are so funny. It's like um, the best narrative sponsored by Chevrolet. And I'm like, yeah, because they're well known for their their narratives, Chevrolet. Like, why not do that as like action game or something? Or why did you put them on best narrative? It's so funny to me. Because ultimately it doesn't matter is the thing, right? Yeah. Is that like, that's like, I, again, and I, it, that's not a thing that's unique to video games, right? Like, my like you know... Uh, my basketball team is the 76ers, right? They're sponsored by crypto.com. I fucking hate cryptocurrency, but so what? Like it doesn't have anything to do with anything, right? It's just yeah. that was those the person that was willing to pay the most money to be to sponsor an award this year. All right, whatever, fuck it, right? Like I, I you know, I, I think it's it's super uh I super get why it bothers people, but I I guess it's just like I have a kind of cynical attitude about capitalism in general, so it's like do you want the game awards to exist? Oh, someone's got to pay for them. All right. Oh, well, you know, um, but I guess if you don't really care about the game awards, then, then, you know, then it doesn't really matter. Right. Well, then eh, I'll tune in, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe what we need is like an overarching union, you know, and they all buy into the union and they're the people that do the awards. Like that's basically how the Academy works, right? For the Oscars. Yeah, They're all like members of the academy, and but even that, right? Like, m- more people watch the game awards than the Oscars. Yeah, like I don't know why people watch the Oscars. I find it so boring. Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to make an award show. I think be something that's 
uh, affordable but also watchable. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's let's jump into some of the nominees. Um, pretty interesting this year. Uh, there there's a little graphic that uh, you threw in the notes that I. I have seen making the rounds where they were shouting out the most nominated publishers. Xbox Bethesda has a combined 20 nominations. It's mental. crazy. Uh, PlayStation, Sony interactive entertainment's got 11, uh, electronic arts and square Enix tied at 10 Capcom and Nintendo tied at seven. Uh, and then, you know, a couple other ties here, uh, five, five way, five nominations is a five way tie between Annapurna interactive, Devolver, Riot Games, Sega, Slash Atlas, and Ubisoft, and then Bandai Namco, Ember Lab, and Valve uh, all are tied for three. So lots of of representation for Xbox Mm -hmm. on this list, which is crazy. Um, So let's let's jump into it. Uh, I have it pulled up on my screen here. Okay. Uh, I have it pulled up on my screen here. And uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, so we'll, we'll go through this uh, category by category. We're not going to go through all of them. We're going to just kind of go through um, the ones that I kind of determined to either be the major events or ones that had some level of controversy or interest around them. So any of the things that are like related to games we don't play, like best ongoing or the esports stuff, like we're not going to talk about those. You can go check them out for yourself. Uh, but any of the ones that I thought we'd have something to say about, I went and pulled out. So we'll start off with Game of the Year. Of course, the main event, uh, the one that everybody's talking about. So it is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. And I point that out because I feel like it's often the most contested category for what that actually means, right? <laughs> what is the Game of the because Year? most people think it's my favorite game of the year. Right. And that's not really what it is. Um, so the nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Pretty good list. So, um, yeah, it is. I mean, we've got, uh, oh, two Xbox games on there. It's yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Um, wait, but what's the I'm, second one? I mean, you oh, got Deathloop. Deathloop. Okay, sure. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. I would say, though... I'm a little bit disappointed that a couple of my games that I would have liked didn't make it onto the list. I feel like Hitman 3 and Forza Horizon 5 are both deserving, especially considering Forza Horizon 5 is the best rated uh, original game of 2021, and it didn't make it onto the game of the year list, which is very disappointing. It didn't make it into any category, which makes me think that most people got their nominations in prior to playing that game and then didn't submit a revised list, which is... Which is a shame because I do think that that game is is going to miss out on on awards and recognition because it it is a fantastic game. Maybe it'll get uh, considered next year. That's going to be the boat that Halo finds itself in, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So it happens. It's the, it's the boat that Cyberpunk's in this year. Yeah, and I mean Smash was in previously. Mm-hmm. It happens, you know. Like hopefully, um, people's memories will be long enough to give the game the attention it deserves. It and and that's why I, I still think that these awards should happen in January, which I know you disagree with, but I do think that these should be happening at the end of the year when all of the games have been released. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, personally, I don't disagree. It's just I don't think it's viable, you know? Like, all you I need to you do could. is... Because all Jeff needs to do is, that, let's, re- let's show you... 
100 games that are releasing in 2021. And everyone would tune in and they'd be like, I want to see what's, what's on the table for this year. Because they're not tuning in for the awards. They're tuning in for so you're telling the cool me that's, new games. That's all Jeff has to do is secure a hundred new announcements. Yeah. Well, okay. Just he, he gave us Elden Ring. So he just has to tease something big and people tune in. It could be like, I don't know, the next, the, the next Peppa Pig game that he could be teasing and people would still tune in to watch it. I just, I think that's too big an ask to be like, you have to make sure that you have something that's so attractive that you can buck SEO trends. You know, it's Would like, you tune into this though if there were if it was just like deadpan awards? We come up on stage and we just announce who's won. You wouldn't. You're there for really for the announcements and the chit chat. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think like when you say deadpan, yeah, well, no, no one would tune in for that. But you're intentionally saying if it was boring, like if it was a good award show and the whole thing was we're celebrating video games and we're gonna have. You know, people come out and have a Lifetime Achievement Award and every studio gets to give a speech. And like, yeah, I would tune in for that, Um, you know, because like that's the thing that, you know, like obviously the announcements are great and everything. But like you don't need to watch the Game Awards to see those announcements. You can Mm -hmm. watch the trailer five minutes after the Game Awards. And that's but most. But that's why most people are tuning in. That's why they get millions of people watching. Like I know you would watch the awards because I watch the BAFTAs and they are that they are the. We get people from the industry just to come up and present awards and accept awards. And last year, um, Tim Schafer got his Lifetime Achievement Award and yeah. made it into like the, the I don't know, BAFTA Hall of Fame or whatever they call it. And it was nice to see. It was awesome. And like he had a little tear in his eye. It was wonderful. And um, that I do love. It's like recognition from your peers. But the majority of people, millions of people aren't tuning in to watch those. They're tuning in to see... Uh, announcements I think that's probably true to some degree but it's also like you know I don't know like talk to anybody that's worked at any video game site or that knows anything about SEO like people are not looking for the game of the year 2021 in January 2022 they're just not and Mm -hmm. like the idea that Jeff could single-handedly change that I think is asking a lot of him Um, but you know that's neither here nor there Um, so to, to take it back to the to this list right Something uh, that I also think is worth probably pointing out, um, because again, I've seen a lot of kind of conversation around this and probably some misinformation as well um, about kind of like how these are decided. Like I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, these are the games. Okay, Jeff. And it's like, just to be clear, (laughs) Jeff doesn't decide the games, right? Like there's a voting body. So the games that are going to appear on this list are going to be the games that the most people have played in a year. So if like the niche game that you're that you think is deserving of that praise isn't on here it's probably because a vast majority of people in the industry didn't really play it you know or didn't play, you mm-hmm. know not enough played it for it to be a majority um which is kind of inherently... or they just didn't or they didn't enjoy it you know that's also yeah. an option as well it could be that because if you can you can find out who it is if you click on the jury tab you can scroll down you can see all of the publications that have uh have have put their nominations in and they're well-respected publications. And it's also not just, like, public... Like, I'm, I have the list right here, right? Like, it's, like, there are, like, the people you'd expect, like, the IGNs and the GameSpot, but it's also, like, Giant Bomb and Easy Allies and, like, Kind of Funnies on this list and, you know, um, like, What's Good Games? And, like, it's a lot of... It's a mix of people that are, you know, traditional industry and podcasters, YouTubers, whatever. So, like, you know... um, 
it's a pretty good spread of folks that vote on this. Um, so the kind of like incredulous response every year is just like I don't know, you know, like I don't. It's it's. Leave I get Jeff it. Alone. I get. I get. I mean, you give the guy a break, right? Like yeah, that's we know that's he, kind of, we know he, he's a square. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> just leave him alone. Just give him, a, just give him a fucking break, all right? Um, but yeah, so you know, it. Uh, I, I definitely get being disappointed that your your game isn't on the list. That's totally reasonable. Yeah, because um, two of two of the games I wanted on on the list, two of the games are in my probably top three on on the list and that's disappointing to me because i think they deserve to be there but you know i haven't played all of these games with forza i'm not surprised like the fact that it's like i feel like this is it's the same week before the awards like cut off yeah even even like without that caveat like i feel like games like that inherently have kind of an uphill battle we talked about that a couple weeks ago where it's like i think they're like the kinds of people that play driving games will be like this is how good this game is, and everyone else is like, eh, it's a driving game, I don't care. I know, but that sucks, because it, th- like, reading the the description, a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields, it does that. It's like a technical uh, marvel. N- but, like, technical, but not creative. It doesn't have a story. Yeah, it does. It has a story. There's, there is a and, campaign and you think- story. Yeah, and it says, and but is it, like, good, or is it, like... Right, is Deathloop's story good? Because we've heard that people think it's trash. It's true. So, like, it's got a story, and people like the story, and, you know, it's, it's, it swings and roundabouts, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, it's, it's definitely but not a one for one. I bet you this, I bet you it would be on this list over Resident Evil, though, if it had come out sooner. Yes, I would say so. And to be honest, probably Resident Evil's the, the only one that would deserve to get bumped, in my opinion, but I haven't played It Takes Two yet. Or Ratchet and Clank. Or Ratchet and Clank. Or Deathloop. Yeah. So. I haven't played It Takes Two or Psychonauts 2, but based on what I've heard about them, it feels like they are deserving of being on this list. Whereas, like, yes. Resident Evil, I just don't feel like... I don't know. I feel like all of the, like, heat around that game was before that game came out because everybody was, like, so horny for Lady D. Yeah. And then it was, like, it came out and everyone's like, oh, it's pretty good. You know? And, like, I, want, kind of I wonder if that comes from like um overseas jury though maybe, you know maybe it's more of the japanese audience that's that's picking resident evil and it that's how it makes it on here but we'll, ne- we'll never know or or it's just that it was more popular than the uh, like it was oh yeah it's the sixth most popular game this year okay that's reasonable <laughs> you know like all right yeah sure fuck it why not right so uh i want to move through the the rest of these categories a little more quickly uh since we do have to place our bets and everything so steve which of these games do you think is going to get game of the year do i think is going to get game of the year um yeah place your dread i'm kind of leaning towards metroid as well i think it's metroid or no i think it's metroid i feel like it's metroid yeah because i thought it was ratchet and clank and then i found out that the public votes only 10 percent, and it's 90 percent of the jury vote and i think the jury is very much going to sway this to metroid dread over ratchet and clank yeah i think the only other game i could see maybe getting it is Deathloop. i think psychonauts too because that's high up on the metacritic list as well it is a cult classic as well i just i feel like Deathloop hits that like it's a big triple a action game mm-hmm. like that's the kind of game that usually wins game of the year but like eh, we've had those indie upsets 
a lot. So I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Metroid Dread, though, as well. Put us both down for Metroid Dread. All right, so moving into the next category, we got Best Game Direction. So that's Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. Uh, we have five nominees in this category. It's Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and & Clank Rift Apart. I think Deathloop will take it for this one. You think? I, think, I was, I I was thinking with Ratchet. I think Deathloop is the most innovative from a gameplay perspective on this list. The idea of like creative vision, innovation in game direction and design. I think Deathloop is the most creative game on this list because Ratchet and Clank is beautiful. It's great, but it's also a Ratchet and Clank game. And it's not okay. that much different than every other Ratchet and Clank game aside Even from with the new like rift mechanic. And like those things are cool, but those feel like a technical benchmark more than a you know, creative uh, or or direct, like, game design-oriented thing like that, you know? You know what? I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to It Takes Two. I think, one, I want uh, Joseph Farris back on stage, so I really hope it wins. And I also think I've, I've heard a lot about that game, and I do think it has a lot of innovation. The fact that it's one of those ones that kind of forces you to play with a friend, I, 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 I want to give that one a shot. Even that, though, right? This is the third game he's made like that. Yeah. But what about Returnal, then? Because Returnal's kind of, it meshes that story, and it meshes yeah. that arcade style for the the kind of first time, really, that we've seen. It's the step up from Housemark that people have been it's, hoping for. It's definitely unique and innovative in, in some ways, but I, I don't know. I just, I just don't feel like any of these games do... Like, Deathloop is not like any other game in terms of its structure and the way that you progress through it. And, like, Returnal is impressive and cool and all these things, but it's also a roguelike. Like, it's it's a roguelike that's a AAA action game. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I could see that, but if I'm placing bets, I, I think it's Deathloop. Okay. I'll put you down for Deathloop. All right. So now uh, we're moving on to best narrative. Uh, outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. We got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. I'm going to have to follow your lead on this because I've only played Psychonauts 2 and I I liked the, I liked the story in that game. I think it's clever. I don't think it's, it's going to win the best narrative. I don't think that's what the draw for that game is. I feel like It Takes Two will win because I feel like Life is Strange... Life is Strange is a weird series where Life is Strange has fans like me that are like, we fuck with Life is Strange. Life is Strange is great. It's amazing. And then there are a lot of other people who I feel like decided it wasn't for them for whatever reason and now are like, I don't like Life is Strange. And I feel like a lot of those people will not have played True Colors or will not give it that bump, whereas, like, It Takes Two, I've seen so much talk about from the game's press, and it feels like everybody is, like, the story is the thing, right? Like, that's the, you know, I don't know. I, not Guardians, because, like, I know that's been the big draw for a lot of people, is the story I think it has a great story. dialogue. Yeah, I do. Um, but I don't feel like that many people have talked about it. Like, I feel like that game is not getting a ton of of press whereas like this late in the year i feel like i'm still hearing people talk like talk about it takes two yeah so okay. whether or not i think it deserves it i don't know i haven't played it but i 
I feel like that's the game that's going to take it in my mind. I'm going Maybe with not. Uh, I'm going with Life is Strange. I hope because I have no idea. Yeah, I and I, I want it to win because uh, I, I want to play that game, and I think it's going to be my one of my Christmas games that I I play. All right. So best art direction, uh, outstanding creative or and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. We have the Artful Escape, Death Loop, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts Two, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. This was an easy one for me. It's it's Psychonauts. I think it is a visually stunning game. It almost looks like claymation in places. I think it's really, really cool. Mm. I don't know. Um, I could see Kina. I could see Kina just, or Ratchet take this. I just think Kina looks. I know it's I'm, it's boring to me. Like visually, like it's cool that you've made a, a thing that looks like a Pixar movie, but like that's you know. Is that, is that anything new? I feel, I feel like people have been aspiring to do that for a very long time to make th- real-time graphics as good as like a Pixar movie. But and someone maybe did we it. finally achieve that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe that's the technical achievement, but yeah. I think artistically, something like Psychonauts or, or Deathloop is probably a little bit, bit more interesting. I feel like I want to give it to Ratchet and Clank on this one. I feel like I could see people like this being the category where Ratchet gets attention because people were because the art design is really good and it has that similar we're hitting a Pixar level quality. There's like no difference between the rendered cutscenes and the in-game graphics for the most part. Like there's all of the technical achievement with what it's doing with the PS5. I feel like I'm going to I'm going to bet on Ratchet for this one. Okay. All right. Best score and music. We have the Artful Escape Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Told you, it's got representations this year. Why? Why? <laughs> uh, okay, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant version 1.22 for and a bunch of other numbers. It's Near Replicant is what it's called. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, Why have they done that? Why is that the name? I don't know. Game? I don't know anything about Near. I could not hazard a guess. I feel like maybe Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy takes it here because it's got like it's, it's got the a soundtrack, right? That's what it is. Yeah. It has like a legit soundtrack. Yeah. Of like a bunch yeah. of songs that people already know and like. Maybe people will vote against it for that reason. But I feel like no, this I also, think so. You think they will? Yeah, I think I think that's what will win. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going I with that. I feel like this is another category where I'd put Forza Horizon. They've got some incredible music in that game. There's like six stations to pick from. That's what those games are known for. Mm. All right. Next up, we got best audio design. We have Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> so it is on the list. So it got it snubbed. Is, yeah. Oh, man, that sucks. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Um, maybe maybe Forza. Maybe this is oh, where really? For- maybe this uh, is where yeah. Forza gets its nod. I don't. I don't think it will be. I think Resident Evil's clenching uh, clenching with victory. Yeah, I'm gonna stick. With the, Forza. It's it's always been known the Resident Evil games for that like atmospheric. That's where they get a lot of the the spook from that's true you know that's true okay 
We got Games for Impact. It's a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. We have Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. I'm going to say Life is Strange. This is the this is the category where Life is Strange always seems to to find itself and I feel like this will <laughs> this will be where it gets a nod. Is does it have a pro-social meaning and message? In Life is Strange True Colors. I feel like they just put it in this category because the the lead character. They don't know queer. where else to put it. Yeah, no, I <laughs> yeah, think right. It's, I really feel like it's, queer, this is just the queer category. <laughs> this is for, this is the games where we have queer characters or they're like cute indie games, but they're not in the best indie game. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Uh, I don't really feel like I could boil down Life is Strange to that, but I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Because it's Joe, like I feel. I, I think Chicory is like the only right. other game I could see win. No, I want Chicory to win. Um, I I thought uh, I haven't played Chicory yet. I'm I'm really excited to play it, but I loved uh, Wonder Song, and that was Greg's previous game. I've heard Chicory's great. I'm really interested in playing it. Um, it's the only other game on this list that I've heard of. Like I haven't heard of Before Your Eyes Are No Longer Home. Obviously, I'm familiar with Boyfriend Dungeon, but that game got so much negative press that I feel like it's probably not going to win here. Yeah, so I don't I'm, think it's going to win. I think I, Life I, is Strange gets it. It's got to be Life is Strange. I'm I'm really disappointed unpacking didn't make it onto the list. Have you heard about that game? Is that this kind of game, though? Yeah, so you tell a, a story. Message? It tells you a story through... You just say you get a load of boxes and you're moving house all this time, all the time, and it tells you the story of this person's life through opening these boxes, like the items that they collect over time and and um, that they keep and they don't keep. You know, relationships that worked and didn't work out, and you kind of see their life through where they live over the years. So, like, they start off in their parents' house and then they move to college and then they go to okay uh, they they get a job and they move in with a partner and all of that stuff and it's a really really cool game i would have loved to have seen that make make the list i don't know if it came out too late or if it's just uh too small of a game but definitely check it out if you're into that kind of game it's on it's on I'm, game pass yeah i'm kind of surprised it oh it's on game pass i didn't know that mm-hmm. i have to check that out i've heard a lot of good things about it um so next we have best indie <sighs> uh <laughs> 12 minutes on this list somehow. Don't know how that's a thing. Don't is know that how that's just a because thing. there weren't enough like famous indie games. That how came is Chicory not on this? I mean, yeah, I guess it must be that the other good indie games just not enough people played. Like, it seems crazy that Chicory's not on this list. Anyway, twelve minutes. Do they death- not consider it an indie based on like? Oh, no, because they must do. Because no, like, it is. Kina's got- on this list. Yeah, I know. It's published by whatever. Uh, 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kena Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero are our five games. I think it's going to Death's Door. Oh, I think it's going to Loop Hero. Okay. Actually, no. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to Death's Door. But I'm going to hedge my bets and go with Loop Hero to make it interesting. Okay. So next up, we have Best Action Game, uh, Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Death Loop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Are our list, I think Deathloop takes it. Mm. Deathloop or Returnal, but I feel like Deathloop yeah, I could had see Returnal. I feel like Deathloop has more heat behind it by evidence by the fact that it was nominated for Game of the Year. Yes, I I agree with that. I also don't think I consider 
the other games action games, but maybe that's just what I consider the genre to be. <laughs> I would say me, back, back for Blood, Far Cry, and Returnal. I've never considered Far Cry an action game, in my opinion, but that's a that's fine. Well, whatever. Uh, I guess I consider shooters their own specific subgenre. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, we don't have a best shooter category, though. So No, probably should. It would have gone to Halo. Best action adventure. We have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil The Village. I feel like, I feel like it's Metroid. Same. Yeah, I think so. Because the, the definition is best traversal. action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. That's Metroid. There's, is there many puzzles to solve? In Guardians? No, in Metroid Dread. Oh, yeah. The whole game's puzzles. I guess that navigating the game is a puzzle, but yeah. I, I wouldn't say and like beating many puzzles the, like, to solve. Getting around the, the Emmys. Emmys is a puzzle. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would definitely say it's... I think it's Metroid. All right, best role-playing game. Number one. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. Nope. Monster Hunter Rise, <laughs> Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei Five, and Tales of Arise. So this is going to uh, JRPG this year, then? I sure hope so. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Shin Megami Tensei Five, just because. That's where I'm at. I I think uh, it's Monster Hunter. Uh, that thing sold crazy well. Yeah, people love that series. You're right. The okay. Tales series and Scarlet Nexus. I heard like mixed things about them. You know what? Um, we're gonna skip the fighting game one because uh, I realize I don't know any of these games besides Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which I don't think is gonna win that one. So we're gonna skip that one. <laughs> Best family game. We got It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World, plus Bowser's Fury and Wario. Where get it together again? It is the Nintendo category with one extra game this year. Look at that. Huh. This one's tough. I, you know, I'm surprised that the 3D World plus Bowser's Fury got in here, but I guess it's just Bowser's Fury that we're really voting for there. Yeah, yeah. 3D World's a, a re, re-release. Um, I I want it to be Mario Party Superstars, but I don't think it's going to win. But. Yeah, I feel like it's probably between that and It Takes Two. It's one or the other, I think. Yeah, I don't think WarioWare clinches that. I don't think it landed as well as it could have. No. Same for, for Snap. Um, but and but Bowser's Fury was well received. Was great. I just I feel I like it'll get overlooked though. Yeah, I do too. So I'm gonna guess Mario Party Superstars to keep it. Me interesting. too. Yeah, okay. Mario. Pa- I'm going with Mario Party too. Cool. All right. Next up, we got best sim slash strategy. Uh, I feel like it's probably okay. So our, our nominees are Age of Empires four. Evil Genius 2, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. I feel like it's between Age of Empires and Flight Simulator. Uh, I've heard a ton of good things about Inscription. Like, a lot of good things about Inscription. It is also... I, it's It was on another list. I, forget, I think it was Games for Impact. So I, Andy, I, so, But I think it's going to age. Yeah, I think so too. Because Flight Sims already had a release last year. Yeah. So that's presumably like the Xbox version that's got it here. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's it's Age, which is a Sega game. Yep. 
All right, so for best sports last race racing, we've got F1 220, FIFA 22, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Riders Republic. I think that's going to Forza. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. Uh, best multiplayer game, Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. Um, I'm torn on that. That's tough. I don't really feel like there's a strong standout. Like I, I, cause like I could see it going. It takes two. It takes two is in so many categories. It's got to win one of these. Um, Back for Blood feels like it didn't necessarily like wow people. Knockout City was like a minor hit. Monster Hunter Rise was a big deal, but like, is it best multiplayer game of the year? New World also feels like people are not talking about it anymore. Valheim was a big deal. I remember, but. But so was New World. New World was huge, but was that just huge because it was oh New Amazon's for a day. game yeah. and it's not it's not bad. Yeah. So I'm gonna say it takes two. We'll see what happens. Okay, I'll go with um Monster Hunter. All right. All right, so we got best debut indie, we got the Artful Escape, the Forgotten City, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. I feel like uh Forgotten City's got a good chance at this one. I hope so. I'm gonna give it to that. Me too. We'll see I, I I I loved that. Um, I loved that game so much. And then this last one, uh, this is the most anticipated game. Um, a lot of controversy around this one. A lot of people feeling like this shouldn't even be a category. Um, but <laughs> it's fun. You just announced vaporware and put it in. My most anticipated game is Elder Scrolls Six. Why is that not on the list? Is that so right? we we have Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. I think it's oh, going to be. This, is this because they're all supposedly out in 2022? Well, it doesn't say that. It just says recognizing an announced <laughs> game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Oh, I think Elden it's, Ring, then. I think it's either Star Starfield, Breath of the Wild, or Elden Ring. I feel like it's I one think, of those I three. I think it's Elden Ring, especially considering everyone's fucking played the game and it's the imminent. last month. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like everyone has played that game, the network test, and they're like, I finished the network test. It's like, oh, okay. Do you need to buy the game now? But everyone's still excited about it. You put down that, and I'm going to put down Breath of the Wild, too. Wow, okay. I'm going to go for it. Anyway. Wow. So, uh, we got our we got our, our, we got got our our bets here. So, uh, we will, of course, be back post the Game Awards to see how we ended up doing. We'll see how it goes. I don't feel particularly confident, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, next week... We're going to be doing our holiday gift guide. I know we talked about that a few weeks back. I know a few folks have already written in with some suggestions. Chewy's going to be on the show with us for this one. It's going to be a great time. Uh, so just, you know, give us anything that you feel like is in that. It doesn't have to be a video game. It can be, a, it can be you know, collectibles. It can be accessories. It can be, you know, a subscription to a service or something like that. Anything that you feel books. like is a good gift for a game. Yeah, books. Anything you feel like is a good gift for a gamer. Um, feel free to write in with it or maybe like a great gaming gift that you've received in the past that you really liked and that you think somebody else would love to get. Um, any of those things. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your suggestions and your stories. So make sure you write in for next week's show. It's going to be a good one. Uh, okay. And d d that's the end of the show. I'm going to do some plugs real quick. 
I'm sorry. I'm like, our stream is imminent now. And I'm like, I got to get ready to go play some Halo. I'm, I'm getting flustered. <laughs> so head over to fullscreen.games. That's where we got links to everywhere. You can find us all around the web. You can find links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash games, or you can go and become a Patreon producer, get access to our show, exclusive patron show. Uh, one more thing. You can get the archive to our Twitch channel and watch my Halo stream at way after it, years after it happens. It'll still be up there. You can go check that out. Uh, plus a bunch of other goodies that you can go get your your, your grubby little mitts on. Uh, and if you don't have any money to toss our way, that's no problem. There's a bunch of ways you can get involved with the show. Of course, all of those links are there on flipscreen.games, our website. You can come join the Discord and keep the conversation rolling. You can write in with your thoughts for the show and get them read in our talking point or write in with a, a unique question. And you can start your own little topic during our question block. Great time. You can do that in a couple of ways. The Discord's the probably the best way, but we've got flipscreen, uh, sorry, questions at flipscreen.games, our email address, and we do a weekly Twitter thread as well where you can get your thoughts included over there lots of good content lots of good ways that you can get involved uh so go check them out we would really appreciate them uh so however you choose to support we appreciate you thank you so much and uh i'm gonna go play some halo have a good night everybody lucas Stop it! <laughs> Woo. Okay.